a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Welcome to Living Life. Hey, when you were younger, do you remember your parents uh, telling you to not do certain things or warn you against doing certain things? Uh, even though they didn't give you uh, a reason for it, uh, but they would say, you know, don't do this. This is not good for you. This is bad for you. And they would warn you against it. And sometimes you would go ahead and do it anyway. And then you would realize after the fact, after you do it, uh, that it hurt or was painful. And you realize that your parents, the reason why your parents said that to you. Well, in this particular passage, uh, we're going to see uh, some of that same uh, idea going on here where Paul is warning uh, the uh, captain of the ship and the owner of the ship and the centurion of the ship that Paul is on, which is uh, headed for Rome, because remember, uh, Paul is being brought to Rome because he appealed to, uh, to Caesar uh, during his hearing with uh, uh, Governor Festus, uh, even and even before Agrippa. And now the uh, centurion is charged with bringing him safely to Rome, and he warns him. But when he warns them, his voice is not heeded, as we'll see. But let's take a look at the past and see how it all plays out. Acts chapter 27, verses 1 through 12. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Adramitium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there, we put out to sea again and passed the Lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra and Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Sinaitis. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the Lee of Crete, opposite Samana. We moved along the course with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lasia. Much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the Day of Atonement. So Paul warned them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete facing both southwest and northwest. Welcome back to Living Life. In this passage, uh, we're going to give a uh, be given a 
a very accurate account of the voyage that Paul took uh, on his way to Rome to uh, have a hearing before uh, Emperor uh, Nero. As we know from uh, 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 Acts in this particular chapter, in Luke, who wrote Acts, as well as the Gospel of Luke, Luke was, his background is he was a doctor. And as a doctor, uh, Luke was uh, really, really uh, uh, high on the details of the particular books he wrote. As a matter of fact, he tells us at the beginning of the books uh, in Luke, and especially in Acts, how he gave an accurate account of, of Jesus and what he did, what he said. Uh, so it gives us assurance that what is in the scriptures uh, is true based upon uh, this, person, this personal observation of Jesus in these, this detailed account. Well, Luke does this again for us. Luke gives us a detailed account of what occurred during this voyage, which he was on. So it was, Luke was with Paul his entire way from, uh, while he was traveling from uh, Caesarea uh, all the way to uh, Rome to meet the uh, emperor. So what's the first thing we realize in this passage is that as uh, Luke is traveling uh, with Paul and they set out, um, it's getting close to the time of the year where ships generally would, would dock uh, and wait until the winter season is over and then they would again, uh, they would uh, come, out of, uh, come out of the dock somewhere around the spring and begin to sail again. It's, it was getting close to that time. Uh, and so this is important to keep in mind as this voyage is uh, taking place. Uh, so as they start out the voyage, the uh, centurion, who is the Roman soldier who's given charge to make sure that all of these prisoners and Paul uh, reached Rome safely. By the way, there was about 300 uh, prisoners, um, all in different situations, uh, not necessarily like Paul's situation, but there was about 300 prisoners that were being uh, taken uh, to Rome. So as we, uh, as we go through this particular uh, uh, passage and they're, and they're traveling, uh, the winds start to, to pick up a bit. Uh, remember, because this, uh, the reason, one of the reasons why you would dry dock or just dock in a particular port is because this time of the year, the winds are really, really strong uh, and can get to what's called kind of even to the extent of hurricane uh, force winds or north, nor'easters. So as the winds are picking up, they're actually losing some of their ability to control the ship. Uh, so uh, the rudder is, they're not able to go in that particular direction. So they're eventually forced into this particular port called Fair Havens. Now, Fair Havens was a small port. It was not considered one of the best ports uh, around. Um, and certainly there were much better ports um, that the, uh, these particular uh, sailors, in particular the captain, the owner of the ship, uh, as well as the centurion uh, wanted to go to. Uh, there was grain on this ship uh, which needed to get to Rome, and maybe that was a consideration. They wanted a better port because of what they were carrying in terms of cargo, or maybe the size of the ship, or maybe uh, they were, they were not, there was not enough space. There was some indication that this, again, that this was a small port, for whatever reason, when they get to Fairhaven, uh, Fairhaven, uh, they don't. They make the decision to leave. They don't heed Paul's advice. Paul warns them that there would be cargo loss of cargo and potentially lives if they left Fairhaven, but they don't take his advice. Now, what we do know about Paul is Paul would 
um, oftentimes would, uh, you know, to get to various places, not just through walking or traveling, but he would, he would oftentimes take ships to get to the different locations that he would go to to preach. And we know that from part of his testimony is that he was shipwrecked three times. So Paul knows a little bit about uh, ships and being shipwrecked and knows a little bit about, you know, weather. Uh, and maybe they knew that, maybe they didn't know that, but they didn't take his advice. And by not taking his advice and leaving uh, Fair Haven, they put themselves in harm's way. They put themselves in jeopardy. The, the interesting point is we do the same thing sometimes. Uh, we don't heed the wise advice of those that we know uh, have our best interests at heart and are looking out for our safety. And we put ourselves in harm's way. It's the same thing we do oftentimes with God. God is telling us what we need to do. God has given us good, wise advice about our lives, and we don't heed that advice, and we put ourselves in harm's way. We put ourselves in very dangerous situations, and that's what Paul was telling me. You're going to put yourself in a very dangerous situation, and when you don't uh, take my advice, we put ourselves in very dangerous situations. We don't heed God's advice. Fortunately, though, God has abundant mercy and grace in our time of need when we put ourselves in harm's way. Praise be to God. Who are you listening to today? Are you listening to the advice of others and, and they're giving you bad advice? And they're giving you advice that's not going to further your life and to bring you closer to God? Or are you listening to God? Today's the day to decide, Lord, I want to listen to you. I want to heed your advice because I know that you have my best interest at heart and you want to preserve my life. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for every opportunity that you give us to heed your word, Lord, that we might live. You said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. And Lord, we want to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see